Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie. Guess what, Brown? Who? Oh, you've ruined it already. Why? It's episode eight. Uh, the I was Phantom just Menace. Be... Oh. Is that right? Wasn't the eighth movie like the first one? Oh, that, like prequel? Oh, Isn't that what they did? Chronologically? or uh, Let's just not even I'm just ruining it. your Star Wars you joke. You really are. Because we know how much you froth it, but we're not talking about Star Wars. We're talking about metal and rock and good things. Not good things, festival, yet. No, not yet. But that's coming up soon. That will definitely come up soon. And we'll definitely be touching on that. Wonderful. All right, so uh, before we get into anything else, uh, let's, one, introduce that this week we are very lucky to have had a chat with Spencer Chamberlain from Under Oath. Oh, boy. That's that's yet to come in the podcast, so that's dope. Hang around for him. Hang Um, around for that. Get some uh, blonding, peroxiding tips, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Callan Quinn did. Yeah. Uh, Oh, nice burn. <laughs> uh, maybe it burnt when he put the peroxide in as well. Possibly, it does happen. But, uh, and then, before we get into anything else, let's throw to Ebony's story in the newsroom. Thanks, Pricey. We've got a big week of heavy news at the moment. Diada's Murder have a new song which is ruffling a few feathers. Make America Hate Again takes a stab at Trump and pushes to the forefront how messed up America has become. And if that wasn't enough to piss people off, the track was released on America's Independence Day too. Great song though. And probably the biggest news of the past week, Lawrence Taylor, who's the frontman and vocalist for While She Sleeps, has pulled out of the band's Euro tour for personal reasons. The biggest question we have right now is what's going to happen when they come down here to support Architects in August? Can they just borrow Jamie Hales from Polaris, who are also supporting? It makes it a pretty big job for him. We do hope everything is alright with Lawrence Taylor though, and he's back on track soon. Drown This City's new EP is out now. Alpha Survivor takes the band's sound to a whole other level, especially with the addition of bassist Matthew Bean's vocals. And if you haven't checked out their latest video for In Your Image, do it now. These guys are on the rise. We have some new albums coming out as well. American pop-punk band Grayscale will have a new one out on September 6th called Nala Vita. And in competition with them, UK band Rome will also have their new album, Smile Wide, out on the same day. So if you like your new age pop punk bands like The Story So Far, Neck Deep and Stan Atlantic, check out both of their singles. Grayscale's In Violet, which sheds light on celebrating the life of a loved one that's passed and not mourning their loss. And Rome's track, I Don't Think I Live There Anymore, which is like an upbeat, punky jam, just without the seeds. And we have another new song from Blink-182 called Happy Days. It's apparently better than the first release, Blame It On My Youth, but still no album announcement yet. We do have an announcement from La Dispute though. They have a 15-date run coming up across Australia. They've included all-ages shows and quite a few smaller regional shows in places like Newcastle, Wollongong, Frankston and Geelong. And there we have it. What a decent week. Thanks, Ebony. That's it for the heavy news this week. But wanted to touch on as well, too, While She Sleeps frontman Lawrence Taylor. Um, exceptional band at Unify. Unfortunately, we were doing interviews at the time. I don't know if you caught them or uh, not. I did not. No. no, so I only caught like the last song and great. So I really hope that what's going on with his personal issues right now, yeah. I really hope they don't affect this upcoming tour with Architects. Look, if it does... I'm all for him taking the time he needs. Yeah, yeah, I, oh, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd hate to put pressure on the guy to be like, "Hey, man, yeah, all right, you've you've cancelled your Euro dates, but you better make sure you come to Australia." Yeah. 
get it sorted before then. It's such an entitled thing to say, isn't it? And I, <laughs> when, now that you've drawn that to my attention, I feel absolutely horrible for even mentioning it. No, no. I mean, what you're saying essentially is like best wishes, mate. Pretty much, for, yeah, exactly. For, you know, yeah, I yeah. hope, I hope uh, that you're that you're able to work through it quickly. Yeah, because we, we still, at this point, don't know. And look, I think we should not know because yeah, whatever happens is... Yeah, exactly. Business. Yeah, spot on. So let him get the help that he needs, whatever's going on in his life. Let him sort that if, unfortunately, and they can't And hope to see make. you soon, pal. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, Be- best way to sort of explain that. Yeah, 100%. And uh, so, Brown, what new music's been getting your, uh, getting your attention this week? Baby Metal. This band is kind of in a category of you love them or you don't understand them. Like, there's no, I don't think there's hate for baby metal. It's just that I don't get it, so I'm not going to focus my attention on it. But I love them. I love everything about what they stand for and what they do because it brings forth that kind of um, K pop sensation that I'm not amongst. I don't know what that is. And then combines it with metal. Yeah. And what happens when you put them two together? You get baby metal and everything about them is so catchy. Honestly, like if you can't take some joy from seeing them live or even the absolute catchiness of their songs, if you can't take some joy out of it, I mean, you really got to have a look at, yeah, at exactly. your life, right? Like, How serious are you living? Show, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it, it, it is just the most fun you will see. And I mean... I watched it at Good Things uh, Festival in Brisbane here last year and my wife had never heard a single note of a single baby metal song or know anything about them. She watched the show and she was like, I want to do that. Yeah. I, I, wa- I want to learn all the dance moves and I want to just be a part of that. Because that's what, it, it's fun. It, it's fun with metal. Like, because for those who just think it's about the three girls, it's not about them. You have a look on stage and you see these musicians shredding in the background. Mm. They are literally having like some of the fastest fingers I've ever seen playing guitars. And you don't get that if you're just a basic instrumentalist. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think that, you know, if, if you're going to bother to put a band like that on the stage, uh, you know, if you're going to bother to put, you know, uh, essentially like a pop act up front, you know, you're going to be hiring the best hired guns to play the music yeah. behind you. Yeah. And what, what I can probably say is they've, they've probably gone and hired the best paid, most proficient, most amazing musicians they could from Japan or wherever it is, wherever else they're from. Yeah, I, I that's don't know. right. Yeah. But they, they've, uh, they, yeah, they're amazing to watch. And, and, not just for the, what's happening up front. The, there's something, I think, for a lot of people. In exactly, that. yes. At the moment, you know, we're, we're, we're enjoying the Beautiful Monuments record that we've had on the feature album uh, all this week on The Faction. Which I'm glad you did that because it is an absolute belter it's of an album. It is an absolute belter yeah. of a record. It's nice to see, you know, they were included in the top 30 records for the top first half uh, of this year from the music.com.au. Correct, yep. It's been copping eights, nines, tens out of tens. Um, for reviews. And the thing about it as well, too, like, it's not just one specific genre the whole way through. Mm. Like, it covers everything from alternative rock to metal to metal pop. Like, if you play this for someone who doesn't necessarily like metal, I guarantee that they will love it and then hopefully like I'll find new tracks exactly new things across, yeah. yeah and that's the kind of thing that the Beautiful Monument do so, so well, that genre crossing. There's bands out there who tried and 
look, it doesn't necessarily work that well for them in the first run. The more they do it, the better they get it, essentially. Yeah. But the beautiful monument, this is something they've been doing for years and have just mastered on this new album. Mm. So I'm, I'm glad that you're spinning it because it definitely needs to be heard. Yeah, and then, you know, last week we had Drown This City as the as the uh, feature artist where we we actually delved a little bit into some of the tracks on there and got Alex's perspective on a bunch of the tracks as well, explaining what each of the tracks were about. Uh, you know, we've just added Terra's Confidence this week. Which is great pop punk. Oh my God. Which, and it's slaying it too. And I don't know what... I, there's this, this thing that I've seen popping up just recently mm. and it's just happening in Sydney. Pop punk is having a revival in, in Sydney alone, like the, yep. the Sydney, Central Coast, New South Wales kind of area. Yep. You've got bands like Headstrong who come to mind, Standard Atlantic, who are just dominating not only here in Australia, yep. but across the globe as well too. So whatever's in the water in Sydney, we need more of that. It's just killing it. Hey, I wanted to mention, we mentioned this in the last episode uh, to try and find like the, the Dark Horse or the Dud Horse kind of band of the week, that kind no, of thing. No, it was the Dark Sheep. The Dark Sheep, it. that's right, yeah, because I got my farm animals wrong. It happens all the time, I'll tell you what, kids. Um... Swan is a band that got put on to me this week, and I wanted to mention the fact that Aussie rock. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, your Jimmy Barnes and, you know, Cold Chisels and those kind of bands. I'm talking about, like, the hard rock Australian bands that are sort of getting around and about at the moment. There needs to be more of this, because I feel like as we grow up, we're turning into our fathers, so to say, if that makes sense. Okay. And, like, for example, you know, my dad would chuck on Barnsley and he'd sing Working Class Man until, you know, all hours of the morning, that kind of thing. And I think that's kind of where that obsession that I have with rock comes from. But when you come across bands like this, musical taste, I guess you could say, from what your parents bestowed upon you, can really shine when you discover bands like this. And I loved the minute I heard this song because it just has that kind of... It's a song you chuck on when you go for a drive in your Kingswood. Yeah, it's... That kind of feel. Yeah, it's absolutely foot flat to the floor. Yeah. Belting down the highway. For example, if Shannon Noll wasn't so much of a D-bag and he wasn't down the the pop kind of direction of, of what he did after Australian Idol and, you know, he did more rock that would kind of be the spokesperson for this kind of genre, if that makes sense, in a way. Yeah, okay. I, I feel I, like I'm preaching to a brick wall with this, but yeah, hear me yeah, out, I'm, right? I'm, he, he's got the potential to be a great rock act. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he could champion bands like this. Like, you know, go back Well, through... I mean, he's, an, he's a founding member of Royal Blood and a songwriting member at that. So, yeah. So, I mean, he's got... And that's got... the one we're talking about, not Nolsey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, Matt Swan yeah. is a founding member of... Royal, Royal Blood, Blood, yeah, which... Who's a worldwide phenomenon and, you know, was a songwriting member on some of those tracks from the early days. Yeah, so, and so you have a look at what's He's got going, pedigree. And it just makes you want to see what else is out there. Like, I listen to Swan and I hear Torrential Thrill, and this is a band that I've sort of had in my mind for the past couple of years now. They're out of Melbourne. They don't really do too much in regards to touring Australia, that kind mm. of thing. They opened for Fozzie when he was here... Okay. Last year, I think it was, but I just feel like I find there's there's bands from Melbourne. Uh, uh, look, I could be wrong, but definitely in Melbourne, I find there's a phenomenon of like you're absolutely massive in Melbourne, possibly nowhere else. Yeah, no, no, no. That's so a valid like, point. Yeah, yeah, that they're they're a legitimate localized phenomenon. Yeah, and and the reason I would say that is because of the 
the vast array of culture you've got in a place like Melbourne. Yeah. For example, there's something happening every day of the week. Like if you're someone who works in hospitality and you work weekends, there's no chance in hell you're going to get a weekend off, right? So mm. you could go out on a Tuesday so your night Monday or Wednesday or night. night. Yeah, night exactly. is, your, is your Sunday, Sunday. And yeah. then you go and find a band who's playing on that night. Bang, there you go. There's a band who you will follow and, and you know, they might do the same kind of thing as you. And they, they might do a, they might actually do a residency. Exactly. Monday, yeah. Monday, Tuesday nights or something. See, yeah. and that's where I feel like a place like Melbourne helps bands to sort of get out there to a vast array of fans who like different kinds of like genres and Mm. and, and musical tastes and all that. Sure, other states could follow suit, but... But we could say that it was kind of happening in Sydney, but, you know, with all the lockout laws and everything like that that came definitely into place. Definitely makes it harder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, if if other cities followed suit or, you know, do we do we go to Sydney and start bringing back these whole underground Why kind of... Why not just do it here in Brisbane? Or we could do it here in Brisbane. <laughs> well, Brisbane's got, you know, the, the places and facilities for it. Yeah, but, yeah. for example, a place like Sydney, could you have, like, those underground bunkers after, you know, lockout laws come in? You know, like Prohibition. How people oh. go like underground to secret shows to get away from the government and rise up and, you know, spruik bands. Is that what Sydney has to do until these get overturned? We go back to the Joby Oki Peterson years yes. of Queensland, you reckon? Yeah. Where, ven- where venues are getting like <laughs> raided on yeah. the regular. Is yeah. That- just a bit, bit of sticking it to the man, you so reckon? That's what I think, you know, because obviously we're seeing it's popped up in the news recently how they're looking to overturn the laws down there yeah. because of everything that's happened. It's, yep. it's not happening overnight, but over time it will happen. So until yeah. that point, start the preparations now so that when the time comes... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then, you know, <laughs> go from having like 1am entries to, you know, open up at 10am. It's, it's a weird tangent we went on right there, but I'm just trying to save Sydney and that's my way of saving Sydney. <laughs> That was a weird tangent. So my my dark sheep uh, this week is actually a band from Perth, uh, and it just got sent to me randomly. Um, there was no real. I, I just got the press release in my uh, inbox, and I liked the publicist, and I was like, had to look that way. Oh, yeah, I'll, ch- I'll check it out. Yep. Like not not out of any sort of like, oh, this definitely looks like something I'll be into. So I, I'm really glad I clicked on it because it was their Kraken band is a band called Carthacy. Uh, from from Perth, and it's I don't know, it just really like I I put it into the new music hour, you know, this week and and last week, and you know I was driving along listening to my own station, uh, you know, because that's I what like you to do. do that. Who who and, doesn't do that? Yeah. If you're not doing it, then you're doing life wrong. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I mean, if you had your own radio station, why would you not listen? to Exactly. It? See, anyway, um, and it came on. I was like, damn. This is really, really good. And uh, I, yeah, the song's called Connect and it's just a really belting song. It's got a great vocal. The vocal is actually the thing that, that hooked me in. So what's it sound like? Because this is the first I'm hearing of it. Well, can, can you say it sounds like something or is it I like... I can, I can. But again, it's going to be a reference to a band that is not huge. So it may not, it's probably like rolling out a second Dark Sheep for the week. All right, Because cool. the vocal actually reminds me a lot of the guys in As A Rival. Oh, yep, from okay. From Melbourne as well. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, from Melbourne. And, I mean, they're another client that I worked uh, for Collision Course. But, uh, like, the vocal is very similar to that. And the, and, and the vibe uh, is probably a little heavier and a little darker than them. But it's like it's like that band... It's like the, it's like the evolution of a Pokemon. It's like the... The, the starter Pokemon, yep. the Carthus is the evolution of as a rival. There yep, you go. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's become a little bit more angry and a little bit more, you know, bigger and darker and... And something beefier. you can ride. Yeah. 
As, as, as in, like, ride on the, the, the sound. It's the, it's it's the something... Venusaur to, the, to as, as, uh, as a rival's Bulbasaur. There you go. I really hope those guys put that as, like, the, the description of what you reviewed yeah. this song as. quote. <laughs> okay, so what are they again? Carthacy. Carthacy. And the yeah. song is called? Connect. Connect, right. Go check that out. They're the dark horses, the duck sheep, the dud sheep of the week. No, that's um, not the dud sheep. Well, no, no. They're, they're both good ones. Okay, so yeah, you're right. Are. Yeah, they're they're the dark. We'll try and find some duds next week, but, you know, we're not going to actively go out and, and search for and dud shit on songs. Some bands, yeah. yeah, exactly. But before we move on, it is an absolute pleasure to welcome this bloke to the show. They are coming to Australia for the Emity Afflictions Heaven and Hell Tour, kicking off this September. Get your tickets through Live Nation. Spencer Chamberlain. From Under Oath, how are you? Good, man. Good. Just hanging out. About to uh, hit the road here in two weeks, so I got a little bit of downtime, just uh, chilling at home. And uh, we're we're very very excited. We're very stoked that you're coming back down under as part of this Heaven and Hell tour that the Amity Affliction have curated. It's an amazing tour, and especially uh, being that we're based in Brisbane here, we get to see you at a big outdoor venue. It's a, oh, cool! It's as part of Brisbane Festival, which is a really special time in the calendar in Brisbane. It's a, there's lots of music, there's lots of yeah. art going on, and uh, to be honest, this is the first time in that festival's history that something quite this large that is heavy music focused has happened. So to me, it's a really exciting uh, festival to happen. Is, is it something that you're excited to uh, be a part of? That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, for us, we're, we've always headlined. So, well, at least for the last decade, you know, even Unified, we were the headlining band. And uh, so every time we come to Australia, we're playing for our fans, which is sick. I mean, you cannot complain about that. You get to go to Australia, you play for sold-out shows. That is a dream come true, right? But, of course, uh, yeah. After doing that for about 10 years, the opportunity to potentially not headline and play with a huge Australian band, because they're really big. Emily Fiction is really big in Australia. Yes, uh, they are. <laughs> which, is, which is great. So being able to have that opportunity, and those dudes are friends of mine. Uh, I, I met them years ago, just sweethearts. And uh, just being able to come back and potentially play for new people or people that maybe haven't heard us yet or i don't know they just never got to see under oath or you know they don't maybe they don't know who we are because they you know they started listening to amity affliction and you know they don't you know they're australian so they don't know (laughs) american fans or whatever the case might be you know being able to fly down there and not headline for the first time in over a decade is fucking awesome because that means i get a i get a chance to win some people over and i like that i like the challenge i like i like playing for people that maybe don't know what we're doing or think that we're weird or not sure if they like us or not it, to me it's a lot of fun and it makes me uh work even harder because in, in my mind I'm like these are all potential new under oath fans yeah. you know so you got to put you know you put your best foot forward and we always come up with like the best set list we can no matter regardless of the tour headlining or not but when you're supporting you really you've got less time so you're like how can we make the best impact in the shortest amount of time and uh, yeah, it's it's fun. Yeah, and you look at, for example, the Brisbane lineup. You've got Amity, Under Oath, Cross Faith, Pagan, Trophy Eyes, Make Them Suffer, Southeast Desert Metal, Void of Vision, Endless Heights, and Thornhill, which kind of encompasses every single heavy genre you can think of. So it's like there's something for absolutely everyone. And just to piggyback on what you were saying, this is a chance for you to play a show to you know people who wouldn't necessarily come to like a metalcore or a death metal show. Like they can come see you guys, and then hopefully you win them over there. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, we stand on our own way and everyone's got their different thing going on. And that's a great opportunity. I mean, I think even, you know, CrossFaith having a, have an opportunity to play for, you know, they're pretty out there in a weird, different type of way as both under oath and Amy Affliction. Like all three of those bands are in the same genre, but completely different. Yeah. Agreed. So I think yeah. uh, it, it'll be great for all, you know, and I, and I think, so, you know, under oath is, going to bring under oath fans to an amity affliction tour as well so some of those kids that stay to watch amity affliction might maybe they haven't seen them before either so you never know so i think it's a smart smart package and a, it'll be a great time i'm looking forward to it in regards to you know playing for different genre fans and all that aaron recently did a song with rez which is in the edm community is this something that you've thought about doing like jumping genres to sort of appeal to another audience or try something different uh, I mean, I just think there's a lot of opportunities out there, and I think Under Oath is, I don't know, I, I think when someone asks you to, to be a part of something, I think the old Under Oath would have said no to everything, because that's what we always did. We were too proud, and we kind of like, I think we boxed ourselves into a corner, and we broke up when we got back together. I feel like within a reason, obviously, no one's going to go off and do a song with Nickelback or something, but you know, <laughs> within reason, I think, <laughs> I think that there's a lot of things that we're open to doing that we weren't doing before. And I don't, you know, I see, you know, all these kids flipping out like, Oh, unreal, that's bullshit. You know, do an EDM. It's like, but that's not really, it's just a feature. It's just, I mean, like we go, I go to my studio all the time and make music that sounds nothing like under oath. Like if someone wanted to, make that a song and put it out of like, sure, whatever. It doesn't change anything Under Oath is doing in the future or in the past. It's like, it's just a fucking song. Like, she wanted Aaron on a song, so we sang on it. Okay, cool, whatever. You know, that guy Kazo was a DJ. He took an, a song that me and Aaron wrote as a demo and put it, made it an EDM track. It's like, well, we didn't know he was going to put it, the demo version out, but he did and he made it cool and like, whatever. Okay. So we collabed with someone else there. It's like, you know, I think within reason, we're open to a lot more stuff. Um, I just sang on a band's record yesterday, you know, probably something I would have turned down in the past. But instead of being my old self, I took some time and actually like researched the band and listened to what they were trying to do in the song. I was like, you know what? This song is fucking rips, you know, like, and they want me to sing on it. So I did it because I heard something I believed in. And, you know, that's how those relationships kind of work. So I feel like Under Oath's open to collabing with their, I, you know, like, honestly, it's opened up my mind in a way that I'm like, maybe I should reach out to some of my friends and collab with them as well. Like, I would love to do some songs with some of my friends because it would be fun. Not because you, you, you should care so much that no matter what you do in 2018, 2019, if it sounds the same, everyone's pissed. If it sounds different, everyone's pissed. It doesn't matter what you do. Everyone is fucking pissed on the internet. So you so just true. shut it off in your brain. You just, if you believe in it, you do it. You can never win with the internet. Absolutely agreed. To me, all of those things that you just listed there, those reasons, you said that you believed in what that artist was talking about. And then, you know, you did something out of friendship and that, you know, it was something that was really cool and you wanted to do it with that person. That to me, they're the two only reasons why why uh, art should be made. So congratulations to you on making those decisions. I think that that's great. Oh, hell yeah. Spencer Chamberlain from Under Oath. It's been an absolute pleasure. Get your tickets through Live Nation. This is going to be one hell of a tour. The Emity Afflictions, Heaven and Hell Tour. It's going to be, it's going to be great.
Crowbar is seventh birthday in Brisbane. This is something that, you know, I, I, if we went at home and we got booted out of home, we'd move into Crowbar, essentially, yeah. right? Yeah. Because it's just such a good Dennis place. I know has got some space out the back. He, he can, does. I'll set up a hammock. Okay, all in right. The, yeah, if I, if I have to... You just said, if we move out... Well, and, a hammock? Like, wouldn't you just bring a mattress? I don't okay. want to take up too much of his space. <laughs> okay, I gotcha. Yeah, so I want to be nice to away. Yeah. So, see, we have taken up a residency there once a month doing karaoke. Highly recommend you come check it out because it is it is a exceptional time and a half. Yeah. Um, and when Crowbar parties, they party hard. And, and this is seven full days yeah. of live music. Seven days for seven years of the thing. And, and you know, we're seeing bands like Psychroptic play, High Tension. Which is pretty much their only sort of East Coast shows, I believe, yeah. that they're that doing this year. Yeah. Uh, Friends of Rom show. Two that, shows yep. in a row from Friends of Rom. And in fact, this week, they've announced that the Sunday night show is going to be requests only. For Friends All? Yeah. Where was my memo? I missed this. So, so you... Paul Brown. So you can rock up and get whatever that's friends... That's all they're going to play song. on Sunday night. You just yell at them what you want them to play. <laughs> well, that's fraught with as danger, the, isn't it? As if the Home and Away theme's not getting rolled out. <laughs> Tell me you've heard them play the Home I and Away I haven't heard theme. that, no. But the first thing that came to mind they was released Russell Crowe's band. And all I want to do is just hear Russell Crowe's band over and over again for an hour. Go and yell at them three times. To- see if they'll play it three times in a row for you. It could happen. Like, it is a Friends All by Request show, so... Done. I'm, I'm cancelling my plans. I'm going for yeah. that. That's awesome. I want to hear them do their their Midnight Oil cover. I want to hear them do uh, Dead Heart. I didn't know that they did the they Home did. and Away they song did it. as well. Yeah, absolutely. They, yep, they covered the Home and Away thing. Wow. Okay. All right. Well. Okay. Well, that's that's August planned. Yeah. That that, that Sunday yeah. in August. And just so people know, uh, if you go to the Faction Facebook page, uh, there is actually a competition there to go and win a golden ticket. For the for the full seven days, right? Okay, a double yeah, pass. Yeah. You can you can go to all seven shows. I should look at the website more often. Shouldn't yes, I? thank you. Brian. I apologize. Um, I look at your website. Well, great. I look at you. Oh. <laughs> Pull it together, Brown. Pull it oh, together. It's been a long week. Probably the only thing we've got left at time to chat to uh, is Steel Panther dropped uh, on Tuesday morning here <sighs> in Australia. The new Steel Panther. All I want to do is f myself. <laughs> Tonight, Steel Panther are like Australia's answer to the beards, but better. Like, but like, how to take a joke and then multiply it by a thousand, and it just be catchy and and crazy. And they're some of the best musicians and some of the best songwriters I've ever seen, man. That's what I mean. Like, even if you, even if you're like not about the humor, yeah, at all. You cannot deny they shred. They absolutely shred. Yeah. They are consummate professionals on and off the stage. They, you know, and then, but then they also create some of the best humor, you know, like That's... that I've ever seen as well. Like they are brilliant satirists. They, you know, they hold their own alongside stand up comedians and, you know, movie stars. And in this film clip that they release, like, you know, there's a ton of, um, other musicians, there's uh, stand-up comedian, Carrot Top. Carrot Top of all people is, is in, in there. I mean, it's in Vegas. It's set in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, why wouldn't Carrot Top be there? You know, and so, it's look, it's just a ton of fun and it's so well shot and, man, I, I don't I don't know how they found the budget for that, but gee whiz, it's, it's a 
It's a great the, looking affair. The sort of best way to sort of explain it was like picture every single movie that was set in Vegas, yep. and then they Ocean's kind of Eleven, The Hangover. Um, yep, I'm, I'm pretty sure at one point there's Diamonds Are Forever. Um, what's that? Rain Man. I'm pretty sure oh, there was yeah. something like that in there. So like, you sure it, there wasn't Atlantic City? I, I I don't know. Like it's been a while <laughs> since I've seen that movie. Yeah. Like a mate said, it was based on my life. I'm like, I should watch it. <laughs> I, I feel like he was paying me out. Though. I think. I think maybe. I think maybe your friend wasn't being so complimentary. But yeah, look. If you want to go to Vegas and you want to know what it's like, just watch a Steel Panther video. Yeah. Watch this. There's one. a lot of iconic, uh, vi- uh, like landmarks, uh, landmarks, and what have you yeah. that they that they cram into the whole to the whole film clip as well. And as they say, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah, except it's for, classic Panther too. Like, yeah, and, and I mean. Which which works both ways. If you don't like Steel Panther, you're not going to like this. Yep, yep, And yep. if you love them, this is more of the classic Panther. Like, yeah. You know, so I, I'll leave that with you. You know what you're going to get with Steel Panther. That's right. And, you know, regardless of the fact that they might not be your thing, they know how to play music. They are great musicians. They rip, yeah. And we noticed this on the last tour they did where they did the cover set, which was just phenomenal. Yeah. Great. They, I, I honestly believe that... The, their cover of Crazy Train that they did. With Michael Starr coming out looking like Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. yeah. That Identical. hasn't been sung like that probably since the 80s or yep. maybe even the 70s. And like nailed it, yeah. Yeah. So like if Ozzy you, hasn't sung it like that since then. And if you can track down footage, go do that. Just, just get all about Steel Panther. Hopefully yeah. they've got a tour coming down here. They love Australia so much. I mean... Was, it wasn't earlier this year, was it? No, it was, it was last, last year. year. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. All right, well, hopefully there's something on the way from those guys soon, which would be good. 100%. But uh, I think it's about all we got time for, is it not? It surely is. It's been a massive jam-packed episode this week, so totally. hopefully you were nice and full and you're just going to go lay down on the couch and have a little kip. little put up a few Z's. do that again. <laughs> But please, uh, subscribe to the podcast. Tell Smash your... that subscribe button. Please do. And just, you know, if you break your phone, Price will get you a new one. Oh, jeez. But uh, that's it for the Matter of Faction podcast this week. I'm Brownie. He's Pricey. We'll see you soon. Cheers. You've been listening to the Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie.